After a two weeks break, this is episode 42 of the Edgar Golfers First podcast. This week, we review the recent four tournament Edgar European Tour swing in Wales, Ireland, Scotland, and England. We also have a short teaser of the upcoming Tough Love and Second Chances podcast, which features Petri Taquinen from Finland. On the day when the final round of the EGA European Individual Championship was played, we hear from the winners. So, let's get to episode 42 of the Edgar Golfers First podcast. Tell me about these four events which have been played on together with the four European Tour events over the last few weeks. Yeah, well, it's been really interesting. We started this whole process in 2019 and Keith Pelley, who's a member of our board of directors for the Edgar um, board, um, myself and, and Keith had a, a chat and said, well, you know, is this something that perhaps we could look at trying to do where we had a, a kind of a showcase for golfers with disability alongside a European Tour event? And and so it was set. And in 2019, we put together the events at the Scottish Open, the Aberdeen Standard Investment Scottish Open, which was played at the Renaissance Club, and then at the DP World Final. And these two events were were spectacular. They played the same golf course, same time, same tees. And it, it was a, a tremendous experience for the players. We had 12 players that were playing in each of those events. And certainly the feedback that we got from our players and also from the European Tour professionals was excellent. And of course, a big thank you must go to the tournament organisers, which are the European Tour, their tour staff, their tournament administration staff, um, the people that prepare the golf course, the rules officials, because obviously bringing in 12 players with a disability to play in these events is not particularly difficult, but it just makes their day longer. And, you know, they have other things to deal with and they, they, they certainly made our players feel very welcome. And the feedback was tremendous from everybody. So that was 2019. 2020 was clearly a difficult year for everybody. We scheduled four events, but these obviously couldn't happen because of COVID. And so 2020 felt like we'd sort of taken a bit of a step backwards, even though we hadn't played. It just felt like perhaps we'd lost a little bit of that momentum. 2021 came along and even though COVID very much was still a factor for us to, to be aware of, and especially when we were starting to do this planning because we started discussing this in the early part of the year and COVID at that time was still pretty rampant around Europe and we were, you know, some countries were entering their second wave or their third wave. And so it was really difficult to understand what the year might look like. But we took the view together with the European Tour that the UK Swing, which was four events that were being played in the UK, the Kazoo Open, then the ISPS World Invitational, the Hero Open and the Kazoo Classic. These four events looked like a possibility where we could perhaps talk about putting a smaller number of players. So let's say eight players, and that's actually what we ended up with. Um, where we could put them in the same field and have these guys play at the same time as the European Tour professionals were playing their, their UK swing events. COVID made it a little bit more difficult again, as we, as we mentioned, uh, because there was definitely issues about getting players in and out of the country. Uh, very much different regulations from different countries. 
So we had all the issues about elite player exemptions that we had to deal with. Uh, again, the European Tour was, were fantastic on the support that they gave us with that to try and help us do that. Uh, but it wasn't easy. And clearly it was going to be really difficult to do this with 32 players uh, because every time it's a, it's a whole new set of, of, of problems. So we figured that probably the best way to deal with this was to have two series of two events. So we would invite eight players for the first two events and then we'd invite a different eight players for the following two events. So clearly this was um, a strategy that we looked at. Might not have been perfect, but certainly was probably the best thing that we could have hoped for when we started this planning, which was in the early part of the year. The players were able to qualify for the season-ending Edgar Dubai final, which is held alongside the DP World Championship. How did the players qualify and who made the final? Yes, that's right. And we were able to create a system of qualification from each of the two series of two tournaments that allowed us to come up with the field for the Edgar Dubai finale. And the system worked simply in that the two tournament winners, so as it happened, it was one. So Brendan Lawler won both the uh, Kazoo Open and also his home event. Funnily enough, it was the ISPS World Invitational presented by Brendan Lawler. Um, so he won both of those two events. And so that was one qualifier. And then there was a point system. So every player, in their position in the field at the end of the, the tournament has a number of points that they would register. And then the leading three players from that joined Brendan. So we ended up with four players from those first two tournaments. So it was Brendan Lawler as the winner of both of the, the two events, uh, both times with excellent scores. And in fact, at the the second event, the final event, he went to world number one. So quite impressive to see and some really good scores that he made. So yeah, congratulations to Brendan for that. Uh, he was then joined by Thomas Perino from Italy, from Felix Norman from Sweden, and then Mike Brown from England. And in fact, Mike Brown qualified virtue of a birdie on the last hole, which is par five, a uh, birdie on the last hole, which got him into... Uh, the position that allowed him to qualify for the Dubai finale. And so, yeah, very impressive uh, set of scores that Brendan did and also the other players. Then the second week, same system, uh, but we had two different tournament winners. So Kit Poppert won in the St Andrews event in the Fairmont with a fantastic score of 66 on the second day and won by a whole bunch of shots. I think he won by 10 or 12 shots. Um, so a fantastic performance and the, the 66 that he did on the last day was bogey free as well so very impressive and then the following week at the London Club Chris Biggins from the United States put in a, a very good score of level par on the last day over a very demanding golf course and he he took the, the victory there so they were they were the two winners and they were joined by two other players that had also qualified from the event from the point system and those two players were Curtis Barkley from Canada and Adam Wabi from Belgium. And so, yeah, we have a, a very strong group of players there, eight players that will go to the Edgar Dubai finale, uh, which will be held alongside the DP World Championship in November on the European Tour. What have you learned from these events? Well, we're always learning. And certainly 
this year was difficult. I, I suppose one of the major things that we've learned is that COVID made everything difficult and COVID's made everything expensive. And so these events are fantastic showcase events. And again, I, I must thank the European Tour for their availability to do these. And uh, they, they don't do this because they think it's a good idea. They do this because they really do see this as being part of an inclusive sport. And so I thank them for that. Our sponsors, RSM, help us a lot. And they help with, you know, a lot of the expenses, not all of the expenses, but a lot of the expenses. And so without them, it would be really difficult to do this, this these kind of events. So, yeah, COVID made everything difficult. Um, we had to travel in bubbles. We had to stay in bubbles. The experience was not quite the same as it was in 2019. Um, but that's not to detract at all from the quality of the events. The events were fantastic. And the experience for the players that played in it, I'm sure, They'll look back on them in a few years' time. I think probably some of them are looking back on them already and going, this was a really good experience. For others, they'll look back on it in a few years' time and they'll realise what sort of uh, experience they had. I think from a playing perspective, then it's clear to see that we've got some very good players. Um, the, the number of Edgar players that we've now got, they're a little bit younger and that are out and really working hard at their game and really trying to to develop their games to the very best of their ability is increasing. And you can see that the scores are getting progressively better. I think we've probably had more under par scores at these kind of events than before. I think we learned because initially in the first couple of events we played that the story was around same golf course, same time, same tees, and it was the right story for that time. So but now we've we've changed the golf courses a little bit. The golf courses are still strong golf courses. They're set up for European Tour players on the final weekend. So pin positions are very difficult, uh, hidden away many times. Um, greens are very fast. Runoff areas are very close to the flag positions, bunkers, etc. very close to the flag positions. And so a flag that perhaps is being attacked by a tour player with a pitching wedge or a nine iron, might be being attacked by one of our players with a 7-iron or a 6-iron or even more. And so, therefore, it's very difficult to hold the ball close to the flag. Um, so we've learned and we've now put the, the, the tees a little bit further forward. And those tournament courses now are around about 6,500, 6,600 yards long. So still not easy golf courses, still pretty strong um, and certainly you know, very challenging because of the setup. Rough is high oftentimes as well. And so, yeah, it, it, it's tough, but we learnt, we've learned from that. The players are still producing some great scores, though. I think we'd like to get back to the situation where we could get more people playing, um, more opportunities to qualify for these events. Um, and I think we will do. But I think it's been really important to do these events this year, and I'm pretty sure that the whole of the, the golfing community will be very supportive of the eight players that are going to be playing the the Edgar Dubai finale uh, alongside the DP World Championship. How do you see tour-aligned events developing in the future? Well, I guess this all started in the back end of 2018 and our friends down in Australia, Golf Australia, Christian, Christian Hamilton, who is also a board director of Edgar, and his team had been speaking and they put together an opportunity for an All Abilities Championship 
which would take place at the Australian Open in 2018. And they were trailblazers in this particular type of event. And certainly we worked very closely with Christian on that event and it was a, a massive success. I guess going forward, we see more events such as those events I've just mentioned in Australia, the events that we have on the European tour. We already have done some uh, exhibition type work at the Solheim Cup, at the President's Cup, where we've had our players competing in events alongside these incredible championships. We have the opportunity perhaps to do that at the Ryder Cup, and certainly we're having discussions around that to see if there's any way that it can be done. Uh, I see that we'll have more events that want to have this element to their tournaments to, produce, to, to promote the inclusive nature of golf and to show people that because golf potentially is the most inclusive sport of all. So I guess that's what I see. I see more opportunities for players. I do think that as players practice and they work hard at their game, um, they will have more and more opportunities to play in this type of event. But that doesn't mean to say that there's no other events. And recently we announced the RSM playoff series for net and stable for players. And this will be for players that have got a slightly higher handicap and they have an opportunity to be able to compete in very, very good events on good golf courses. And I think we're going to see that these events will start to grow as well. So I think the future is pretty bright as far as tournament play is concerned. And certainly when, when we talk about tour aligned events, I think we'll see more and more of these events around the world. Are you ready for a sneak preview of the upcoming Tough Love and Second Chances podcast? Episode 90 features Petri Takkonen from Finland. In this clip, Petri talks about how he started to play golf. Well, I started to play golf in uh, 2000 and uh, I never play golf in two-handed, but I play a lot of balls games, ice hockey, badminton, tennis. So, but I'm curious, I have one of my friends, professional, and him said that you go try it. Him see it before other people play it. And I go try it one more early morning, nobody in there. And it looked like it's not so difficult. And then it started. Look out for Petri's full story, which will be available from Wednesday the 25th of August on www.eggergolf.com and can be found in the player profile section. Petri's story will also feature on the Tough Love and Second Chances podcast, which is available on most leading podcast platforms. Richard, defending champion and once again European champion for golf disability. How good's that feeling? Very good, very good. Especially at this spring, I had a stem cell transplantation and I was very curious if I could make it. And I did make it and I played okay, but I'm very happy, very yeah. happy to play golf. And a very consistent three days. Uh, over a tough course, high heat. You were stuck out there on your para golf with no shade. I did feel it for you, plenty of hot towels. Tell the audience a little bit about what was good about the week and what, you, what you're gonna take away from it. 
Oh, uh, I take away the course. Oh, the course in Portugal, the, the, the fairway were fluffy, the greens uh, hold. Uh, see all the players after almost two years on a tournament. Lovely. I enjoy it very much. So I'm here with Daphne van Huyten from the Dutch Golf Federation, defending champion and once again, European individual champion for golfers with disability in the women's category with a marvellous score of five over par for three rounds in this real boiling heat. Yes. And also your five over par, I believe, was tied for sixth place in the men's division, which we need to tell everybody about as well. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your day and congratulations once again for your, your great performance. Thank you. It's been a wonderful day. A lot of heat today, uh, some waiting on the course, but uh, I was in my own bubble and I played really good and uh, yeah, I'm happy. And any, any messages for any young women or girls who, who'd like to take up the game and, and look to you as some inspiration? Yeah, just start playing and go out there and have fun and uh, the good game will come itself. I'm having fun and I'm playing way better now, I'm having fun. So. And what's the current handicap? 0.7. Oh, it's getting better and better. Daphne, we wish you further success and once again a wonderful uh, result and a, and a well-deserving champion of the European individual. Were you expecting this after the victory or was it a surprise for you? Uh, I knew I had a good level to, to come here and, and compete against these guys. I didn't expect the result I had. I think I, I really played very, very solid golf during the whole week. And uh, uh, I didn't expect it at all, but uh, with the result, I, I feel very comfortable. I feel that all the job we've done has been great, and uh, it's a pleasure to, to have it returned back home. How would you describe your performance throughout the whole competition? Very good performance. The, the first day I played very solid golf. Uh, my second day was a, a very rough day, a very difficult day. But even though we had a, an underpar run, which was the, the key day for, for me, and today I played really, really fluid golf, very solid. And Juan, what does it feel like after three years without being to play golf and having your family here? How good is that? It's amazing, special. I, I, I have not realized yet what, what I've done, I think. So I'm very, very happy, very, very pleased with all my team, all my uh, doctors, all my coaches. It's been great. A wonderful very, very achievement. Complex. Well done. A wonderful achievement. Thank you very much. So, all that remains for me to say is I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Edgar Golfers First podcast. The next episode will be hosted by the eligibility team. But in the meantime, all of us at Edgar wish you good health, stay safe, and we hope to see you on the golf course in the not-too-distant future.